0: This is the Bouquet Toss podcast brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. If you follow BSB on Instagram, you know we are huge fans of an alternative wedding cake. Actually, we're just huge fans of creative wedding desserts in general. In season one, we took a deep dive into the tradition of cutting the wedding cake, why three-tiered cakes became so popular, and how wedding cakes have evolved and changed over time. Today, we're taking a look at what dessert trends are popular right now, from donut walls to dessert bars, how to pull it off on a budget, and other options that you may want to consider. So with us today to talk all things cake and dessert is Randy Smith from Sugar Euphoria. Hi,
1: thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And before we jump in and get started, I'm just going to share a little bit more about you. Randy is an island girl who is passionate about celebrating life's big moments. She is the founder and lead designer at Sugar Euphoria, a boutique, wedding cake and confectionery studio in North Carolina. She is obsessed with her family, skincare and white chocolate lattes. When she's not working with her wonderful clients, you can catch her watching reruns of A Different World, a classic. By the way, what streaming network is that on right now? Because I think I need to rewatch as well. It was on Hulu. I think it will still be on Hulu.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, We're big pop culture fans over here at the Bouquet Toss podcast. So you might have to drop a reference in in our conversation at some point. But also uh, Sugar Euphoria has an amazing Instagram account and we are huge fans of your work and the artistry that goes into your confections is truly incredible. So y'all make sure to check out Randy's Instagram. But we're so excited to have you and talk all things sugar. What would you say is like the most outrageous cake that you have designed for a wedding? Mm, That's a good one. I have had some
2: Harry Potter fans come my way. Oh, yes. And I am such a huge Harry Potter buff. It's actually kind of ridiculous how much I love it. I turn the movies on all the time. as like background when I'm baking. So I was so honored that they chose me to create this cake. And it was pretty extravagant. He has sorted himself into Hufflepuff and she was Slytherin. And so we had to merge all these different elements from the different houses and we had to put the golden snitch on it. And we also put some of like the wardrobe from Harry Potter, you know, how they all wear their scarf and stuff. So it was really, really fun. I still have not got pictures from that wedding,
1: (sighs) which is a bummer, but it was probably the most elaborate and outrageous cake we've ever done. I love that. I love Harry Potter. Personally, I I'm also a Hufflepuff. So, I I would love to see photos of that when you get when you get them. You'll have to share them with us. I sure will. I'm going to stalk the photographer right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that so much because something we always talk about is how some of the savviest things you can do for your wedding are to really make your details personal. And for some people, budgeting for an outrageous cake that shows your personality and is that meaningful to you, it's really important. And we totally encourage you to do that sometimes your cake is the thing that you can actually make the most special and that's why I think that it's such a trend to have like these statement pieces as cakes it's something that I think guests have come to expect that there's going to be something there in terms of you know we know why traditionally wedding cakes are involved right that we know why people have one but it's it's elevated which is really cool
2: Yep. I'm loving the trend, especially now that I think people have downsized their weddings and have a little bit more money to put into those meaningful details. We're definitely seeing a lot of fun things coming out and even the return of the groom's cake, which
0: had disappeared for us for a while.
2: So I'm super excited to create these really personal and elaborate cakes for my couples.
0: That's so funny that you brought up that groom's cakes kind of made like a comeback. Because I think we've seen that too. Like There was a period where it just wasn't something we were seeing in a lot of wedding submissions. And I think you're right that it's this move towards a smaller wedding that's allowed people to have room in their budget for more of these personal things. So on that front, what are some of the coolest groom cakes that you've been asked to make? (laughs) I made
2: one that uh, was, well, they're the Washington football team now, but... You know, they had a previous name. And so we did a cake that looked like their football field. But it also had Star Wars characters in it, kind of like on the sidelines. So that was really cool. And then his school mascot. So that was a really fun one. And then I have one coming up. Um, If anybody has ever been to Chapel Hill, there's a famous bar called He's Not Here. And as it relates to people coming to look for Michael Jordan and them being like, he's, he's not here. <laughs> they have a cup like a souvenir cup that you can buy. So we have one coming up where we're doing a souvenir. He's not hair cup, like beer foam coming down from it. So that's going to be a really cool one.
0: So besides these extravagant cakes, do you have some people coming to you for non-cake dessert options? I do. So in addition to
2: wedding cakes, like you mentioned earlier, we also do dessert bars. And while I don't usually make it a practice, to do the dessert bar if somebody else is doing the cake. We do often have couples who like, we don't want cake at all. We're not cake people, but we love dessert outside of cake. And so that's where some of the real magic happens on the wedding day, because it's a really great option for couples who are looking to spend a little less per serving on their guests when it comes to dessert, but also want to give people a variety of things to choose from at the end of the night.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So what are some of the desserts that people include in those dessert bars? We are doing a
1: whole lot of macarons right now. Ooh, what sort of flavors do you find are the most popular?
2: The popular ones are, I think we do
1: more salted
2: caramel than any other flavor. Mm. Those and espresso. Oh, and rosé. We do a lavender one. And then there's also a rose
1: water. Oh, that does sound luxe.
2: Yeah, it really is. And I mean, my favorite is just like a standard vanilla or a chocolate ganache. But I know that people want something a little bit different when they're getting ready for the wedding
1: yeah i don't know about you i'm personally a huge fan of amaretto or like almond yes classic classic
2: so good. I feel like there was a time when folks were shying away from the amaretto kind of almond flavors for wedding cake because they maybe felt like it was overdone. But that's something else that we're doing a lot of this wedding season. Actually, it's like a lot of almond cake with the amaretto buttercream or vanilla cake with almonds and amaretto flavors. So I'm loving it because I'm a huge almond fan.
1: My mouth is actually kind of watering right now. Oh, another one I love is uh, pistachio. That was like my grandmother's favorite. So whenever I have a pistachio macaron or something, it always makes me think of her.
2: Oh, I love that. Yep. That's also popular. We have those macarons because they're like that trendy, I guess, pistachio green, but more like, you know, people are going towards a sage green, eucalyptus colors in their wedding. So they tend to be drawn to that flavor as well.
1: Yeah, that's one of the great things about the macarons is that you can make them a different color palette to match your your wedding colors. So that's like a benefit, I think, of using those as part of your dessert buffet, right?
2: Yeah, they're very versatile in terms of flavor and design and mixing and matching. I mean, because really you could have like a black macaron with a lavender filling in the middle and people may not even know that
1: it becomes like a nice little surprise, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) It does.
2: It really does.
0: I think that's a great point to just make in general is that dessert at weddings is also part of the decor I mean we see things like cake toppers where people are incorporating maybe something personal like I've seen a lot of those Batman ones that where it's like very clear that the groom was like give me something yeah. um, <laughs> or there's ways to put like your flowers on your cake and so I'm curious about that how do you work in those details? Um, Is that something where like maybe couples will provide you with some of their florals that they're using or you try to like match it in some way? Yes,
2: that is a great question. We tend to use fresh florals provided by the wedding florist just to make sure that it's truly cohesive. And don't get me wrong, I love sugar flowers, and I love doing wafer paper flowers, but you're not going to get an organic match between the two, right? The colors that we find in nature are not the same colors that come in luster dust. (laughs) So we can try really hard, but I think if a couple is interested in having that really cohesive look, then using their fresh flowers is the way to go. And we do that more than any other design element, I would say. And then in terms of toppers, (laughs) we definitely get the, the superhero. Like he's just like, please just incorporate this. And a lot of times they'll say, can you just put it to the back? Like just put it to the back of the cake so it's only something that we see. And I do that uh, with a lot of pets also. Super, super cute. I have a friend in North Carolina who makes clay pet figurines. oh I love that Yeah. She's super talented. And so we've done like a fox because the groom's last name was fox. We've done a ton of dogs and some little cat cake toppers as well. So those are always fun and are not to the couple's pets that may or may not be at the wedding.
0: Yeah, that is big. Including your dog in your wedding is such a huge trend and we love it.
2: I know. I think it's super adorable. I love little puppy ring bearers or flower girls. Honestly, we've also seen more of, People's like heirloom cake toppers, the ones that they've had in their family for decades, those are coming back. They may be a little yellowed with age and, you know, but it's like a nod to their grandparents or their parents and so there was a fun, but they can get so heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's usually like a figurine of a bride and groom, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And some of them are very expensive as well. And so we just like to make sure that we at least know that detail ahead of time because we'll need to put extra support in the cake so that it doesn't kind of sink down in the middle.
1: Oh, that's such a good tip, you know, for anybody who's thinking about incorporating some sort of, you know, substantial cake topper. Like we've seen incredible like Etsy sellers, probably similar to like your friend who will create, you know, figurines or little replicas of the couple or of their pets. We've done a few different like blog posts on like creative wedding cake toppers. And yeah, you really have to think about that, like the weight of something and how it could impact your cake.
2: Yeah, that support is super important, especially if you're spending a few hundred dollars on your cake topper, which some of them can cost over a $100.
1: You just do not want it sinking down in the cake or sliding off (laughs) by the end of the night. Right. And then especially, like you said, if you're splurging on something like that, that then becomes, you know, like a piece of like a figurine or a piece of artwork that you can keep in your house. Like that's super special too. We're all about those elements that you can incorporate into your wedding day that also can then be used in your home after to kind of like remind you of the wedding and spark those memories in your home. So I love that. I want to go back to the dessert bar, because I kind of took us on a tangent with the macaron conversation. But there's so much more there, I feel like to unpack. So like, what are some other items that you tend to include on like a dessert bar? My favorite topic. I'm not even kidding. I can talk (laughs) about dessert all day. But
2: Some of the ones that we have been doing a lot lately are dessert
1: shooters. Oh, tell us more.
2: Uh huh. So, we get, depending on the couple's budget, we may get some glass, like shot glasses, or even plastic ones that can be recycled at the end of the night and essentially just deconstruct some of their favorite desserts. So, it may be, oh, we absolutely love apple pie, but we may not want to, you know, have a nine inch pie or, even a four inch pie for individual servings. And so we deconstructed and put pie crust and then apple pie filling, and then maybe like salted caramel and just kind of build it up to the top of the dessert shooter. So some of our popular flavors are banana pudding, strawberry shortcake, tiramisu, and apple pie. I would say those are the top requests that we get.
0: We for sure shared that apple pie shooter photo from your Instagram account on ours because we were obsessed with that idea. And I think it's crazy how something that seems so simple, you know, like it's a deconstructed dessert, right? But it's the wow factor there is amazing. And I think guests just so appreciate that. And it's like so fun.
2: I agree. I honestly think guests appreciate having many desserts over a slice of wedding cake. And this is coming from the wedding cake lady. And I've been a guest at countless weddings, so I know how much cake is usually left over at the end of the night. And so I always encourage couples, you know, if you know that your guests are not big cake fans or you yourself, you're not a big cake fan to explore this other option for a dessert bar. So dessert shooters are definitely at the top of the list, but close behind them are the macarons and then the mini tarts. And those are always fun. They're so cute and i think they add a level of sophistication to the event you know you have this pastry tart filled with pastry cream and like fresh fruit or key lime pie or raspberry filling with chocolate ganache and so they just look really pretty on a dessert table and i i love doing them they're so fun
1: i feel like my brain is just like lighting up every time you say a new flavor right now it's like <laughs> Like banana pudding, key lime pie, like all the there's just so many options, I feel like with the dessert shooters in particular, and it's so unique. It's like an interesting presentation. It's just so creative. And I feel like it's those sorts of things that really stand out, um, like you mentioned, like for your guests. And I mean, variety is the spice of life, right? Like, why not give multiple options
0: instead of just like one singular one? I couldn't agree more. So another thing that we've seen come out of the dessert bar trend is a dessert grazing table, which to be fair, I'm not sure how COVID friendly it is, but it looks so pretty. So it's truly like one of like, it looks like a charcuterie board, but it's all dessert. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you been asked to make those or have you seen those? I have seen them. I have not been asked to make one yet.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if like that's something that would come out of like a brunch wedding or like an elopement where you have just a really low number of guests in a more intimate setting. But you're right. I don't know how COVID friendly that is right now.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So beyond that trend, another one that I'm wondering, A, if you think it's COVID friendly and B, where this even came from is a donut wall. And like no shame, no hate love the donut wall. I think it looks amazing, but I'm so curious if you have any information you can share about where this came from.
2: I don't know where it came from. I feel like overnight, all my friends in the rental business were making donut (laughs) donut wall boards with, you know, the pegs and whether it was acrylic or wood, and I don't know where it came from. And we don't create donuts. reason being is I am a yeast donut fan and not a cake donut fan. And I don't want to get caught up in the whole deep fryer thing with the Department of Ag and the the health department. So I always make recommendations to some of our local donut shops for those, but I have no clue where the trend came from. And, you know, I think before COVID, they were super duper popular, not just at weddings, but like baby showers and kids' parties.
0: Yeah, and having it on a wall where you go and physically pick it off, you know, pick the one you want and take it down is an experience thing. And that's probably the biggest trend of all right now is leaning into experiences more than anything else. So it totally makes sense. And I mean, do it for the gram because it always looks good in pictures. It does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's such an interesting thing to me because like you mentioned, it's an experience. It's a new and unique experience to see dessert displayed in that way. But it also becomes like a piece of decor, a focal point, something that makes a major visual impact in your reception. And so if you're already spending money on something like dessert to have it also double as artwork or decor, it's like budget savvy, right? It's like more bang for your buck. Yep, it definitely is. And then when it's paired with like your wedding flowers or cute sign, it just ups the ante a little bit. Speaking of beautiful dessert options, a fabulous way to decorate even a simple wedding cake is with the new rentable cake clusters from Something Borrowed Blooms. These cake toppers are made from silk flowers that look too real to be true and are made to match each of their designer floral collections. Keep your entire wedding look seamless with rented florals and decor from Something Borrowed Blooms. The best part, you'll spend over 70% less than using fresh flowers from a traditional florist. The process is super simple. You place your order, it arrives on your doorstep the week before your wedding, you pull out your blooms, use and enjoy them, and then you put them right back in the same boxes and send them on their merry way. We've got an exclusive offer just for you. Use code BudgetSavvy on any wedding order over $65 and you'll get a free centerpiece rental included in your order. Visit somethingborrowedblooms.com to view their stunning silk flower collections today.
0: Speaking of experiences, we spoke on one of our previous episodes about this idea that just kind of like came to me in a moment, that if you were having a live streamed wedding and it was your guests were all in their homes, but they were kind of like tuning in to your wedding because... With the onset of the pandemic, we've seen a lot of these creative pivots in this way. We were saying that it could be cool if you sent baking instructions to your guests so that they could also make your cake and you could be enjoying the cake and cutting the cake and like they make it maybe as an activity with their family before and then everybody can enjoy the cake and it's almost like a bake-off. What do you think? Oh my goodness, a wedding bake-off. I love it
2: with like a hashtag and people can share on their IG stories. I think that would be so cool. There are so many companies around who have baking mixes outside of like your store-bought baking mix that I think couples, if they have it in their budget, could send to some of their guests. But also they could mail them a little card, a nice little card with instructions on it and have them
0: join in the fun. I love that you support this idea because we think so too, that it just, the more that you can do things that are just unique and different and meaningful to you and also for your guests, I think the more that your money will feel like it was well spent and your day will feel so memorable. I mean, you could go to a million weddings and they all kind of blend together, but that one where you were sent the cake to make in your home before, I think you're probably going to remember that.
2: For sure. I agree. I totally agree. I think that would be such a cute idea for your wedding guests. Piggybacking off of that, another thing that we've done for some of our couples during the pandemic was to create little squares of their wedding cake and their wedding cake flavors and ship them off to their guests. So we would just overnight them Um, And because, you know, they're just little pieces of cake, it wasn't particularly expensive to get them sent out, which was great, because I really thought it was going to be super expensive to do this, but it actually wasn't. And so when it came time for the cake cutting, then everybody unwrapped their little box of cake. It's so fun.
0: I love that so much. That is so meaningful, so cute, such a great idea.
1: Yeah. And it really allows like you to bring that in-person wedding experience to your guests, no matter where they're tuning in from. So I love that too. Who doesn't like getting a sweet treat in the mail? (laughs) No one's going to be mad about that for sure.
0: So speaking of these cakes that we're sending to people, right? I'm sure the couple went through their cake tasting process, which is maybe arguably the most fun wedding planning moment. But There's so many options now when it comes to wedding cake flavors. And I'm wondering if you have any just tips or advice for people when it comes to choosing, because of course you wanna choose something you love and that your partner loves, but also if you are gonna be spending the money to make this cake that you're serving to your guests, you also wanna make sure it's something they will enjoy. So do you find people going for those more unique flavor combinations or kind of staying safe with vanilla, chocolate, red velvet type of options?
2: I actually see couples doing a mix of both in their wedding cake. For couples that are a little bit more adventurous when it comes to food, they're choosing those more outrageous or out-of-the-box flavors for their smaller tiers. So they may say, you know what, I really love Mexican hot chocolate and so I know that my guests may not enjoy this spicy cake. So let's just do it for our top tier. And then we can give folks like an almond cake with raspberry filling as our larger tier. And we think that'll appeal to more of our guests than this spicy, rich chocolate cake. So I think people are definitely being considerate of their guests and their guest palates and going with the safer options. But they're also speaking in a little bit of those fun, cooler cake flavors, in my opinion, like passion fruit or coconut that they say, you know what? I don't think people are going to go for passion fruit, coconut cake, but we love it. So we want to have something for us. And then, you know, if there's anybody at the reception that wants to try it, they can try it. But for the
1: majority of folks, let's, let's give them something that they're more familiar with. Again, my brain is just like lighting up when you say a new flavor, like passion fruit. I'm like, what? Um, (laughs) But aside, aside from flavors too, I think something that is on a lot of couples' minds nowadays with so many people having different like food allergies and things like that that you have to deal with when it comes to a menu that you're crafting for your wedding and so do you have any suggestions maybe on the things that tend to be like most agreeable to the most amount of people because you know obviously there's people who have dairy allergies or gluten allergies like are there any kind of go-tos that are good for those sorts of people to have as an option maybe in addition to your Cake, or is there something that you would say is universally allergen free? I don't even know if that's possible at this point. I don't know if there's anything that's allergen
2: free because every time I start to think of one, I, I was like, oh nope. Because you know, if I go with oh our vanilla cake for sure, then I'm like, but it has dairy and eggs and gluten in it. Um, and so what we always do, even before meeting with the couples, ask if they have any allergies or if they know if their guests have any allergies. And that way we come prepared with additional menu items that they could consider. So, you know, if you're having an almond cake, but your aunt is allergic to tree nuts, then maybe we can create a cupcake for her on the side so she feels included as well. Or if you have a good number of guests with a gluten intolerance, then let's look at having some macarons packaged up for them because there's, you know, no gluten in there. So I think the trickiest thing is one one of my friends... Uh, is dairy free and gluten intolerant. And so for her baby shower, I had to get super duper creative on coming up with something that she could enjoy without any worries. And so we ended up with a gluten free, dairy free, vanilla
1: and chocolate chip cake. Wow. I didn't even think that that would be possible.
2: Yeah, a lot of experimentation went into that one. But everybody was like, this is the best gluten-free cake ever. And I was blown away by that because I was like, whoo, no butter, no gluten. How can I make this work?
1: That's fantastic and I know like also with people just with even dietary preferences you know some people are vegan and so being able to have options that are really tasty and also like meet people's requirements or needs is super it's just a great way to show that you care about the guests who are attending your wedding too like making the effort to have those options available for anybody who maybe has those kinds of restrictions. I think it's just another way to show them how much you care Them and how grateful you are to have them celebrating with you.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I'm somebody with a major food allergy myself. So I know how it is to show up to an event and be like, oh, there's nothing here for me.
1: And you know, I don't blame you, but I'm still sad about it. Yeah, I mean, it really does. It shows your guests that you you care about them and you want to make sure that they are included, not just like accommodated, but like included. And so, yeah, super important to keep in mind, especially these days as, as food allergies are so, so common.
0: I love that. I love the distinction there between including and accommodating because, you know, it's just that extra, like it's going the extra mile, I think. So, Randy, one thing we like to do on the Bouquet Toss is we have a segment called Keep It or Toss It. And we can say with complete confidence, we are not tossing cake or dessert at all. But I'm wondering if there's specific flavors or like maybe details or things that you would say like, keep this, but toss this. Okay, so
2: I would say in terms of desserts, I do think people should keep the cupcake trend going. I really do. But I do think we should toss the cake
1: pop. Interesting. That's a hot take. Tell us more. Why is that your opinion? I
2: think cake pops look a little bit more like birthday party or, you know, drive through Starbucks because that's where I get my cake pop from. <laughs> but I also think that for a while, cupcakes were all the rage and people may have gotten burnt out on seeing, you know, these massive cupcake towers. But I think if they're displayed properly, they can really enhance the whole wedding Dessert bar, you know, and it's a, just another way to give people the variety
1: that they're looking for. And it's a huge way to save money, which is something we definitely appreciate. We love a savvy tip for sure. And also in these times, it's more COVID friendly to have the individual desserts. So that is another like mark in the pro column for cupcakes.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's funny that we hadn't mentioned it because you're right. it, It must be something that has just kind of dropped in terms of priority and the trends, but we also love it. And if you're looking to achieve that like high tiered cake thing, doing it with cupcakes is really the best bang for your buck. You're gonna be able to make this magnificent display. You can get height so much more easily. And then yeah, as you said, just like no one else has to touch your cupcakes. So that's definitely a good option these days. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it I would imagine it
1: allows you to have a, a wider variety of flavors. You're not so restricted to just, you know, one flavor per tier of your cake. You can offer multiple in cupcakes. And so that opens up a lot more options as well. And especially like accommodating the the dietary preferences too. You could have one tier on your display that's all gluten-free and one that's dairy-free or vegan, whatever. So yeah, I think there's lots of pros in the cupcake column, to be honest. I do too. And I know that a lot of bakers are trying to move away from them because
2: many cupcakes can be, or cupcakes in general, can be a little bit time-consuming. Just, you know, you have to line the cupcake pan and get all your piping bags together. But I do think that they're a huge benefit to having them on your dessert table.
0: Love it. Amazing. So we always also like to close with a fun wedding fact. And this one is kind of going to be a test for you. So according to Zola, there are four flavors that are the most popular wedding cake flavors of all time. If you had to guess what those four flavors are, what would you say?
2: Mm, Of all time. Okay. Vanilla. Yes. Chocolate. Yes. Almond. No. Oh. Strawberry.
0: No. What? You know, this list is not quite as sophisticated as I would have hoped it would be. Okay. Red velvet. Yep. (laughs) And carrots. So it's actually yellow cake. I thought it was going to be carrot.
1: Oh, but it's yellow cake, which we hadn't even mentioned carrot cake yet, and that's one of my favorites. Is it? <laughs> uh, yes, it's the cream. It's all about the cream cheese frosting, right? Like, uh, yeah, so good. I, I'm also a big coconut fan. Oh, so you would just absolutely love a hummingbird cake. Oh, what what's in a hummingbird cake? It depends on where you go, but she, it's pretty much like a
2: spice cake with coconut pineapple. I mean, you could throw carrots in there and
1: nuts. And then it has like a cream cheese frosting. Oh my goodness. That sounds like heaven. (laughs) That sounds like all of my favorite things wrapped up into one cake, pineapple, coconut, spices. What? I've never even heard of a hummingbird cake before. Mm -hmm. You got to check it out and and grab a recipe. That's my new mission in life. I have to find a hummingbird cake somewhere soon. But the yellow cake thing, I mean...
2: I guess I can see that, but I don't think yellow cake is one of the things that you kind of get organically when you're baking. So if you go the box cake route, you can definitely get a nice yellow cake, but that's interesting.
1: That was my first thought as well. I've never seen yellow cake in any context other than like the stuff you buy at the
0: grocery store in a box.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think it has like butter flavor and yellow food coloring.
0: Oh, interesting. You know, but maybe it is because so many people have been like making yellow cake for their bake sale and, you know, their birthday cake their whole life. So it's one of those things where, you know, people will, it's palatable to people, like they'll recognize it and it kind of feels like childhood.
2: Yeah, definitely a nostalgic
1: flavor. It's right up there with confetti. I was about to say that. I was like, speaking of nostalgia, like who doesn't love confetti cake? There's just something so like festive about it.
2: Yes, it's great. It's definitely one of our top sellers on the menu. It's called Rainbow Bright, which is another nod to this, you know, this nostalgic nod. So I think couples who are definitely looking to celebrate and have fun and like party are like, yes, give me the confetti cake of my childhood.
1: I love that. Personally, I was a huge Rainbow Bright fan as a kid. I'm pretty sure there's photos of me in my homemade, my mom made me a, a Rainbow Bright a Halloween costume one year. I love it. And I would imagine working with, you know, obviously like a professional baker like yourself, you can even customize like the colors of the confetti within the cake. You're not just restricted to just rainbow necessarily, but you could really personalize it to match your your wedding colors as well. Oh yes, if you were to look in my
2: sprinkle I don't even know what to call it. It's like this massive rolling cart full of sprinkles. And it's just one of those things, like some people like to buy shoes or purses. I like to buy sprinkle mixes and cake stands.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned the cake stand because I was going to bring that up. That is another maybe overlooked detail, but something that's really important when you're working the cake into your whole look and you know making it fit with your decor and also maybe wanting to make a statement. What are some of the coolest cake stands that you have? Oh my goodness. I had a favorite cake stand. It was
2: called the Wedding Bell. It had a really skinny base that kind of flared out like bell-bottom jeans. So cool to me means that it looks pretty, but also can withstand the weight of a four-tier cake. Because I think that's one thing people don't realize is how heavy wedding cakes can be. You know, I have folks that are like, oh, don't worry, we don't need to rent one. I'll just pop into like Home Goods or get one from my mom. And I'm like, oh, no, your cake will not
1: survive the night on this little cake stand.
2: Those are those are my favorite. The big kahuna cake stands that still look pretty.
1: I love that. And definitely important to keep the physics of your cake in mind when it comes to things like that cake stand or that cake topper. So really good reminders for everybody. I love that. I also think that when
2: it comes to cake stands and working your dessert into your decor, that the dessert table is a great way to bring those additional elements in there. So one thing that I like to always consider when talking about dessert table design is varying heights of your stands because it creates visual interest for everybody. And then also pulling in some unique platters, serving wear, and stands that I found from, you know, different stores like Home Goods and TJ Maxx, Target, yard sales and kind of pulling them all together to give us a really cool look on the dessert table. And I will say that I have an affinity for shiny things, <laughs> And so I have so many cake stands that have like a mirrored metallic finish. Those are always super cool to put on dessert tables. So one question I always ask my couples is, do you have a metallic accent? And if you do, can I please use it on the dessert table? Uh, and nobody has told me no yet. Fingers crossed uh, that that trend continues, but those are really, very, very fun.
0: Thank you so much for including all of those details because The more we're talking, the more we're uncovering how much there really is that you could include or add to your desserts to make them even more amazing for your guests to enjoy and also for you and to get great pictures and just to really elevate your whole reception, whether it's something you're doing at home or at a venue or anything like that. So. This has been super informative. I think we're all probably a little bit hungry now. So before we go, Randy, please let our listeners know where they can find you on the whip. Sure. I am pretty much on
2: every single platform there is as Sugar Euphoria. So you can find me on IG, Facebook, Pinterest. I love Pinterest and also Twitter,
0: which, you know, maybe I'll get back on there one day. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. I think probably the next thing I'm going to do is go look at the Sugar Euphoria Instagram because it's one of my favorite activities. (laughs) Oh, oh, thanks. (laughs) And
1: I am off to find some hummingbird cake.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, Randy. It was wonderful talking with you. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides to be by heading to the budget community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always stay true to you. And we look forward to chatting again soon.